The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing scene. Hey, everybody. Oh, my goodness. What's happening? I would say it's like day 37 of the quarantine, but I don't even know what freaking day it is. Do you? Does, I don't even know what day of the week it is. What day of the week is it? Oh, it's Monday. Is it Monday? Every day is a Monday these days. Uh, my name is Dave. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You know the drill, people. I hope your quarantine's going well. Mine is, uh, I don't know. I got coffee. I got booze. It's kind of all I need. And I have good friends here. I was about to say in the studio, in the virtual studio. They are the hosts of a cool new podcast just about to launch called the Ivy League Murderers. Murders, not murderers, although I imagine there were murderers involved. Wouldn't be much of a murder. Please welcome to the show my new friends, Sarah Alcorn and Laura McDonald. They are here. And where's my applause? There they are. Good, good, good. Everything's virtual, including we have a an audience across the nation that is virtual. Um, how are you? How are you guys doing? Sarah, I'll start with you since you're, I don't know, you're at the bottom of my screen right now. But how's, how are you holding up? How's, how's your quarantine going? Well, you know, it is, it, it's going fine, actually. It's a little bit like Groundhog's Day. I was talking to Laura the other day and saying it, it's a bit like, you know how Sunday after Thanksgiving feels? It's got that like every day is like Sunday after Thanksgiving kind of feeling. And I, I relate, I, I sort of think, is it Tuesday? Is it Saturday? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, but it's all right. It's kind of become the new normal and I can't remember the old life anyway. So yeah, I, it is kind of like the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I feel bloated, tired, and um, there's a, this impending sense of doom that there's a lot of stuff <laughs> coming up, but I don't know what it is. Laura, how about you? How are you holding up? I'm holding up pretty well. I, I have to agree with all that Sarah is saying, but it's actually been a pretty great opportunity for us to work on this podcast, mm-hmm. but it has become the new normal, but it, so it's been kind of a great opportunity for just to, I've never, never would have had the time to devote to the podcast that we've been able to devote. That's, that's the, the month. yeah, that's the cool thing. I'm, re- I'm recording like probably three times more shows than I normally do. And I'll use this as a quick plug to say that any business owners out there, if you know a business owner, somebody who wants to keep their name kind of around and about during this period, you should email me, david at pod617.com. You can be a guest on the show. It's completely free. We want to do a little something for uh, the business owners out there. Advertise your wares for free. So, um, and I agree with you, Laura, that I've been recording a podcast with my son, Griffin. Um, one thing we share is a love for the TV show, The Office. So we have a podcast. <laughs> we have a podcast called That's What They Said. And we break down the show episode by episode. And he's a senior in high school. And so the time I have with him is dwindling anyway. But we've been able to spend a lot of time together. So I don't know. In that respect, there are, there are silver linings. But uh, so you've been working on Ivy League Murders. So whose whose idea was this? Was it both of your ideas? Wait it a minute, really you you're, you're not actually suspects in the murders, are you? 
Let's get that out. <laughs> no. Not yet. Only Sarah would qualify, but not yet. <laughs> no, uh, this is really Laura's Laura's brainchild. Yeah. She came up it's with a, this. Who who's yeah, the, it's a con- Go ahead. Go ahead, Laura. Yeah, it's a concept I had for a while, but it didn't really, you know, erupt till I met Sarah. Mm-hmm. Who's you know, until Sarah Sarah and I came together. Who's the who's the Ivy League person here or or either one of you Ivy League people? I, well, that, I went to Harvard. Harvard. You went to Harvard. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did not so get into Harvard. I went to Penn, though. So I did. So Ooh. I am an Ivy Leaguer. So you need to tell me if I'm in any kind of danger. Now, but <laughs> just don't commit a murder, and you're safe with us. Okay. N- none so far that you know of. So yeah, what what when did the, these murders happen? Are they still happening? Or tell me tell me what the pod's about. Who wants to take that one? Uh, well, basically, ahead, I started to have this concept several years. I mean, I went to university in Miami, far from an Ivy. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, we, but we grew up in Cambridge, very immersed in the Ivy. My mother worked at Harvard. I mean, Sarah went to Harvard and is a legacy. And so I always kind of had a fascination with just the allure of the Ivy. And then I had an interest in a few cases and then I just started to collect cases. So by the time I, Sarah and I got together, I probably had about 20 cases. So the cases go from 1900. And I mean, they're just what we started researching. We got 30 something. We're always adding cases and mm-hmm. they just range. So they really any case that involves most of our cases involve somebody who attended an Ivy League school and then committed a murder, you know, committed a murder. So and, and, the murderers and got it. Wonderful. Yep. Oh, so, I'm sorry, David. No, go ahead. Uh, no uh, what was great about meeting Laura was that we're both total crime heads. And so uh, we we just kept on, um, we, we kept on bantering and kept on saying, <laughs> have you heard of this case? Well, have you heard of this case? Well, I can't believe you didn't hear, you know, so we kept on. And so between the two of us, we just are, and we're, we're always open to finding out more cases. Because what, really what our podcast is doing is, is obviously centering around the round Ivy league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so any of the Ivy leagues, any of the major, you know, crimes that happen around academia, more serious crimes, murders. Um, and there are m- many, many more than you would, than you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, you know. so to each, each episode, I know you've recorded at least one episode. What are, is it going to go crime by crime or how, how will it yeah, go? Yeah. So the, the first episode, well, the first two episodes are one crime because it's a very involved crime. So most crime, most crime, most episodes will be one crime. Uh, some will be two. And so there'll be big cases like the Menendez brothers who qualify. And then there'll be very unknown cases because a lot of the cases are, you know, very unknown. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the universities keep them pretty quiet. So unless they're very big cases, they're, they're kept in this very, uh, several cases at Harvard that mm-hmm. we, you know, we really had to dig to find. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, with your connection to Harvard, are your old Harvard friends going to be uh, pleased about this or not pleased about <laughs> this? Or what do you think? I don't know, actually, to tell you <laughs> the truth. Uh, the, I, I, I think so. I mean, I think so. I don't think um, 
you know, when it, when I say that I went to Harvard, uh, you know, my joke is I kind of, you know, partied my way through Harvard. So I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not taking over any companies anytime soon. Because it's know? such a party school, right? <laughs> it was, we were, we, come on, Sarah. <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, any school can be a party school. We were supposed to be the party the party of the Ivies, but I don't know. Dartmouth probably would have challenged us on that, but or Cornell or Cornell. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I had, well, a, I've had a I real really, good time at Cornell. Go ahead. Sarah. I'm really hoping to get, you know, some of my, you know, my classmates, I'm part of the Harvard class of 90 mm-hmm. uh, group. So, you know, there's about, you know, 700, oh no, about almost a thousand members of that. So uh, I'm hoping to, get some interest from them as well but i want to you know we want to drop these first couple of episodes first sure and then- but in like a bigger picture what we're really trying to do i mean we're both true crime heads and this is just our this is a niche basically that we haven't seen explored is we're really looking at people who had it all and and th- you know wh- why would you throw it all away yeah. and that's really the cases we're looking at is you know people, very, very intelligent people, you know, and, and what happened, what happened. So that's really what interests us. It's not really the crime. It's what led up to it. The why. Are there, a, are there a couple that you go ahead, Sarah? And then, and then I'm curious as to if there are a couple that stick out that you want to mention, but you go ahead, Sarah. Oh, no, no, sure. So our sort of our tagline is, you know, it's the best of the best who make the worst decisions. Ooh, you know? Yes. Dun, dun. I need my sound effects going here. My suspense yeah. sound effects. Uh, I'll work on that in a minute. But are there are there any cases that uh, stick out that sort of surprised you? Like it, it sounds like you dug up some that maybe aren't so well known. Um. Well, I was surprised. We actually found I found two cases of people in our high school who were murdered by Harvard students. Really? Um, who served very little time, and I was able to find out more about them by reaching out to somebody we went to high school with who, who knew was a teacher, our teach was the victim's teacher. You told me before but, we, we were started recording, you got, you guys both went to Cambridge Ridge and Latin. Right? Rings and Latin. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, um, I think the crimes, you know, right now we're very obsessed with our first crime. I feel like we're like both breathing it. I'm dreaming <laughs> about it. Um, which is a case of a green uh, uh, Princeton grad who was a doctor, Princeton Northwestern mm-hmm. uh, doctor, Green Beret, who murdered his family. And so that's the case that we've really been, you know, living right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all very, very surprising because you really look at people who are seemingly just the best of the best and always have been. And, and they just... And they, for whatever, for different, you know, we different reasons, they just lose it. And right. it's, it's pretty fascinating. I, our, our first subject. Um, Sorry, our, our there's your. Subject. Oh, that's. <laughs> you can use that sound effect on your show, too, if you want. All right. Oh, that's good. I like it. That's yeah, in the public domain. You can steal it. Um, go ahead, Sarah. Sorry. I was just going to say, our, you know, our, our first case is an extreme example of that. The guy was really obsessed with being sort of the elite of the elite, you know, the, you know, Ivy League, Green Beret, which is the, you know, elite, you know, of the military. Sure. And, um, oh, I was going to say, sorry, my thing is queuing here. That's okay. Uh, I think my email notification is going off as well. Oh, okay. You know what my, uh, you know what my email notification sounds like? <laughs> No, not really. 
that must be really that must be really stressful. (laughs) (laughs) I think my ex-wife just texted me. Wait a minute. Yes, she did. All right. (laughs) Sometimes I push too many buttons. Well, let me let me ask it. I'm sorry if I interrupted you, but the, the the whole thing sort of begs the question: Is the culture of the Ivy League such that? It's known for anxiety. It's known for stress. It's sometimes known for increased numbers of suicides. Do you think that this is the the number of murders committed among Ivy League graduates are disproportionately large compared to those who graduate other places? Hmm, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I'd have to look at the statistics. I think that. One thing that we find, and I think that people think that if you go to an Ivy League school, you're going to have some type of shield from reality. You know, you're going to be more, you're going to have a more privileged life. And in a lot of ways, there's some truth to that. But what we found is you're not, you're not get, you know, you, you still do face the realities of, and a lot of people who have never been told no. We have one case where a woman was not granted tenure and she shot up a faculty meeting. It's Ooh, like, boy. you know, we have some people who've never really, they've ne- they've never gained any emotional intelligence yeah it's they've worked yeah no i was just gonna say it's it's just that that fascination with and by the way i give you credit for finding a new spin on the crime drama podcast because there are only about a zillion of them but i haven't heard this (laughs) but i I haven't heard this idea before and one of the one of the reasons why we're fascinated is what i mean you know people we walk around and we know hundreds of people, and I don't think, I, I hope I don't, I'm not friendly with anyone who's even capable of doing that. And yet here are people who have, you know, they go to some of the best, it's very hard to get into these schools, and they've, you know, most of them, I take it, have graduated. Or I don't. Uh, are any of the ones you're looking at actually happen on the campuses? Like, yes. Oh, there were yes. some of those too. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We have a murder-suicide we're going to cover at Harvard. Ooh. Uh, that's- Murder suicide. You, that might have to be two episode special. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and one a U Penn too. We have a, a a woman who murdered a a woman at Temple. I think. Yeah, we have we have a few cases that, but most of them have graduated. I hope that wasn't my ex girlfriend. She was really despondent <laughs> after. No, that never happened. Um, but I think that I think that sometimes the perception. Some of the times, I think that are we do find that there's a real level of narcissism involved mm-hmm. um where they just think they'll get away with it and mm-hmm. the, and sometimes you know sometimes they do get away with it more but there is a level of narcissism that we do find in uh, a lot of our cases and we do find and i will say this is disproportionate a lot of doctors yeah <laughs> well i'm thinking of do- the, when I, I used to work for lawyers weekly and we created an event called battle of the lawyers where we would have five lawyers come for a night and, you know, we assemble an audience and people would watch and they would recreate their closing condensed versions of their closing arguments in five different cases. And so there were many murders and one of them, I'm pretty sure we did Dr. Dirk Grinader. Um, (laughs) And was he, was he a Ivy league graduate? I don't even know. He was obviously a doctor. Yes. And and he was, that was one where we really, I mean, the we just heard the closing uh, argument in the thing, which was very compelling. He had a double life, and he was obviously an accomplished guy, a doctor, but mm-hmm. he got obsessed with you know meeting people online, and I don't know, I forget if there were prostitutes or whatever. Anyway, there he, were, yeah, and, and in his head, he thought wife's got to go, and 
but yeah. but to th- that but that the, that he had the the gumption that's not the word the the dark you know sinister intent in him to do something like that he gives me the chills it's a, it's a terribly executed crime though it was right oh, terrible yeah he went on a walk and he left all kinds of evidence if i recall yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, Sarah's sh- shaking her head disapprovingly like, come on, that's not a real murder. Give us a real murder. Give us one where he actually thought it through. <laughs> well, I mean, he really I mean, it's it's ridiculous how I mean, he left the gloves in the drain pipe. I mean, he, he for such a smart man, he couldn't have been any dumber with crime. Yeah. It's always the gloves. OK, listen, if you're going to murder someone, take my advice, everybody. Don't wear gloves, okay? It's, you're right. You know, our, wash your our hands. first case, we have a glove. It's okay. from 1970. Yeah, yeah. Uh, time and time again. And poor, poor, not poor OJ. OJ, of course. And then did that thing where he somehow shrunk it down. Anyway, um, so one last question about the pods, and then we're, we are going to have time to play a quick edition of Good Stuff. We will get tips from our podcasters here about how to survive the quarantine or anything they want to tell us about. But... Um, well, on the format of the pod, is it gonna, I know it's going to be you guys chit-chatting. You clearly have a cool chemistry and all that, and I know you guys are buds. And um, I saw photos that you posted, Lara, on social media of your first recording session. You look like you were having a blast, which is what podcasting should be about. Are you going to just talk about it? Are you going to fill people in on the facts? Are you going to have guests on the podcast? Tell me about that. I think for this first one, we, uh, we're not going to do that because it's such an old case. Uh, but something that, you know, something that one thing I should say is that in my my day job, I'm a private investigator uh, and I also work on a lot of criminal defense cases. So mm-hmm. Laura, Laura tends to be much more prosecutorial in her stance on things. So we don't agree on everything. So we that's kind of our banter. Um, I I that's you know, that's the sort of that's the setup. Um, and uh so that's it. So, but we, 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 we're trying to get the right balance between chit chat facts, but keep it interesting. Uh, so we don't want to just sort of list a Wikipedia page right. kind of thing, but we also don't want it to be too chit chatty because, you know, who cares what kind of coffee you had that morning kind of thing, you know, that's uh, so that's the, I think that's kind of the vibe. That's and, a- you know, but we're both deep, deep researchers. You know, mm-hmm. Laura's actually puts me to shame a little bit, but we oh, well, on this first case, we've probably gone. I mean, I think we've really gone. And I mean, I'm reading like New Yorker, you know, New Yorker articles from like 1989. And, <laughs> you know, it really literally, but mm-hmm. it makes it more interesting. I think it makes it more textured. Yeah, and- we or we ordered the mag. We ordered the 1970 Ma- Esquire. He was reading the night of the murder. Oh, how about that? Yeah. So, so we could read the actual magazine he was reading because his blood was found on it oh. the night of the murder because there was an article about Manson in it. Right. It's uh, not so the we- actual. It's not the actual magazine. We just ordered. I got it. it. No, I right. <laughs> but it, yeah. But Maybe that's on eBay somewhere. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, I I catch it. Yeah, you want to know what his do- yeah. But we do, t- I mean, we tell the story of the crime and we try to tell it. I mean, we do give our opinion, but we just try to tell that's been, you know, we just try to tell sequentially, logically the story of the crime and the facts. Mm-hmm. And then we do, we do talk about it, but we, you know, so the listener who doesn't know the crime will understand what happened and can kind of, we, tr- we try to, the f- 
present both sides as best we can. And then the listener can hopefully make up their own mind. And we may change, you know, we're brand new at this. So that format may change. And Sarah knows has a lot of connections. And since a lot of these cases are local, we probably will have some guests like d- detectives who worked on the cases Sarah's been in contact with. And exactly. Like, like Dr. Dr. Richard Sharp, who's also was a Harvard graduate as well. I, I'm per, I'm oh, friends yeah. with the, I actually worked on that case as well. And, Is that uh, right? Yeah. I, I have a Richard Sharp story. He was the, he was oh. the, he was the cross-dressing doctor, right? Yeah. 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 So I was, uh, reporter at Lawyers Weekly at the time. And my, a story I came up with was just a follow around a lawyer for a day. And he went um, to the jail to prison to see his client, not not Dr. Sharp. This is just this is happens to be a guy that I know he was he must have been like 28 years old at the time. So he's, whatever case he had. And I'm shadowing him into the jail. We got yelled at because I forgot to ask permission to go at in ahead of time. But that's not the point of the story. But it is scary to get yelled at in front of a jail. I can tell you that. But eventually we got in. The, we got in there. And who who walks in? We're waiting to go into where my guy is going to see his client. And Joe Bolero walks by. So Joe. So you probably know Joe Bolero, Tara. Uh, I'm sure. And you know one of the top criminal defense attorneys of his time. And so I looked at my buddy, Rob, uh, the subject of this article. He also happened to be my buddy. But I said, isn't he handling the Dr. Sharp case? And, and Rob looks at the, guy, the prison guy standing next to us and says, oh, is uh, the good doctor in here, Dr. Sharp? And the guy says, uh, he is in the system. We're not allowed to comment on his exact location. And we looked at each other like, yeah, he's in there. So I, wa- so I, wa- I had never been in a prison before. And we're just walking into the area where they meet their clients. It, it didn't see, it wasn't like a no one's like being tortured or beating each other up. It was all very sort of, you know, um, routine. It felt like walking through these halls, but it was kind of crowded. And there were some guys in the orange jumpsuits. So my, my buddy, I'm shadowing, he's ahead of me. He walks and bumps into this guy by mistake, but, but, but it was kind of a big bump so much so that my friend kind of turned his head and said, Oh my goodness. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I hope you're okay. And then we kept walking. I look, he had bumped into Dr. Sharp. He, had, he was walking right by. I'm like, that's him. And afterwards I said to my friend, you bumped into Dr. Sharp. And he said, that was him. I go, yeah, that was definitely him. Are you kidding me? And man, he looked, he looked like hell. I mean, I mean, he, he was wizened. He was, I mean, even more sort of, you know, meek looking and just horrible looking than he looked in the, in the photos that were in the paper. So that's my big uh, Richard Sharp story. I forgot he was a, he was a, he was a Harvard guy. He was a Harvard guy. Yeah. Another reason why that was such a, all right. Well, now I've babbled my Richard Sharp story, but um, I'm still going to (laughs) make my guests stick around for an edition of good stuff. uh, Let's do it. Yeah. That's the wrong sound effect. See, this is what happens when you don't practice podcasting enough. Oh, that's the good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, Laura, we'll start with you. What, um, oh, no. or Sarah, we'll start with Sarah. If you want. Yeah. I don't care. We'll start with, no, Laura, we're starting with you. I'm sorry. Just, uh, okay. if this is easy lifting. Just tell us something, share with our listening audience, something that has helped you survive these unprecedented times over the last few weeks. Well, podcasting has been enormously helpful. Good and on I've you. been doing a lot of audible listening to audible books. So I've been doing a lot of my research on sure. audible. God, and Sarah, yeah. she really is obsessed with this. 
right? <laughs> Absolutely. But I'll tell you the most fun I've had in mm-hmm. quarantine was I had a slumber party with a slumber party recording session with Sarah. That was like the best time I've had <laughs> in quarantine, like being in high school. You got a quarantine with someone you love, right? Um, <laughs> how about you, Sarah? What has helped you well, pass the time? Yes, absolutely. I, I uh, that the sleep the sleepover the podcast sleepover was really really fun. And in fact, Laura's husband joked around and said, "If Sarah's mean to you, I'm not coming and picking you up <laughs> <laughs> after 11:30." Right. Um, so it was it it was fun. Um, and you no, know, doing this uh, you know doing this podcast has been challenging, fun, um, has kept. You know, it's so I, I want to walk out of this quarantine with something in hand, a product. Yeah. Uh, I am also working on a uh, a TV series as well. So I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm sort of too. This has been a uh, it, it has been a very memorable time. It has given me a lot of time that I wouldn't normally have. Um, I've cooked some very odd things like chicken <laughs> orange, you know. I, and, um, I didn't. I didn't hear what, what was the dish we got. It cut. was it's chicken all orange. Chicken all orange. Like, oh. Serve on like Mad Men. Ooh you know? la la! Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> um. um, uh, it's you know it's um I, I must be an odd duck because I I'm doing okay. I'm I'm healthy. Everybody I know know is healthy. Well, you don't have to um, apologize for enjoying it or or not hating it anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I have my moments where I think oh, it's a bit odd, and I, you know, I'd like to have a party. I'd like to do some of the things I normally do, but otherwise, yeah. And I, I'm right now. I'm listening to The Secret History by Donna Tart, which I read back in in uh, college, and it's fantastic. Is it good? Like, yes. All it's right. So good. Good. You know? Good recommendation there. Great that you're podcasting. By the way, folks, if you want to podcast on your own, pod617.com is where you go. Pardon the plug, everybody. But we're sending out um, quality USB mics to all of our clients who want to produce a podcast with us. So go to pod617.com to check that out. So the name of your podcast. Oh, by the way, just quick mention, Laura, you you started a very cool uh, Facebook group for local podcasters, right? Yes, Boston Podcasting Networkers. You look confused for a minute. I can't even right. say it. Yes. No, but it's... it's, but it's the uh, Boston Podcasters Network. Network. No, it's networking. No, I'm the Boston Podcast Network. Okay. I was network, the first okay. one to think of that. Your podcast... <laughs> it's hard. It's uh, You're getting me confused now. No, networking for Boston Podcasters, I think. Uh, I'll, yeah. um, I'll confirm that in a moment. But if you're a local podcaster, you should join the Facebook group. Laura does a real nice job keeping it lively. And there's some great information being exchanged. So, guys, I'm sorry we're at the end of the show here, but I hope you had fun. Did you have fun? We we did, yeah. yes. Absolutely. And also, we we have an Instagram at Ivy League Murders, and we have a Facebook page uh, okay. at Ivy League Murders. We'd love to have you join us. And we'd lo- love if you have anyone with ideas on cases at any academic institution we're open to. That's great. So, best way to contact you is on which did you say? Face, yeah, go Facebook, to the Facebook page. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Facebook, Instagram. It's the podcast is called the Ivy League Murders, and it's Laura and Sarah, and I can't wait to hear it. I've already heard the trailer. I'm intrigued. I'm compelled. That's what a trailer's <laughs> supposed to do. So good on you. Um, once again, thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you know people 
who are struggling with this quarantine, they have a business they want to advertise and market and make sure people know that they're still alive, email me, david at pod617.com. We'll get you right on the show. There's no fee at all. We want to uh, spread a little love and a little help during these trying, trying, unprecedented times. Um, on behalf of Laura and Sarah, my new two best friends, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be. And if you didn't go to an Ivy League school, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to get through this. I swear. It's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs>